It's Brian Mudd. Download your iHeartRadio app and turn up News Radio 610 WIOD. Today is 10:50 on this Thursday. Hope treating you well. Natalie Rodriguez with a trending story. Hey, Natalie. Hey there, Brian. We're talking about the full moon lighting up the night sky tonight. It goes by a couple of names, including the blood moon, the sanguine moon, or more commonly, the hunter's moon. And of course, it's appearing alongside the peak of the Orionid meteor shower. So if you're lucky enough to be awake, number one, have a telescope or a camera, number two, and then number three, just, you know, share it on our social media pages, WIOD.com and also WIOD on Twitter and Facebook. Given that it's October and we're only 10 days away from Halloween, I think the blood moon is most appropriate. I think so, too. All right. That's cool. I, I didn't realize that. I was thinking uh, the last time I'd have been, it was so bright. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's associated with the King Tide. So I think this is the last round of the King Tide with possible area flooding. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been hanging in okay with it. I uh, get a front row seat to that stuff. And uh, we've been hanging in. I haven't been too bad yet. I've been high, though. Definitely been high in the last few days. <laughs> All right, so uh, joining us now, a voice of reason all throughout the course of the pandemic. Someone who's helped facilitate sporting events back well before we uh, even had fans in the the stands. She's working on this stuff. Uh, Patty Ollinger, infectious disease expert, the executive director, the Global Biorisk Advisory Council. And Patty, I, I just want to check in with you because, you know, we're, we're doing especially well in Florida now we've had over 50 consecutive days of a decrease in spread peak uh peak to now we're down 88 percent in in cases so all this going on what are you seeing from your perspective you know we're seeing that all across the board we still have pockets especially where you have you know uh, a lower rate of vaccination rates but you know right now it's starting to look like we're at least heading towards this pandemic maybe waning and you know it'll probably become what they call endemic meaning that it'll it'll be with us and and something like the flu but um right now is that time that we need to still be a little vigilant as we're heading towards the holiday season and i think that's when we want to all get back together again so those things that we've been learning especially like you know you know things that we know You know, if we're at higher risk right now, okay, you might want to wear your mask if you're in a big social gathering. Um, You know, wash your hands, social distance when necessary, especially as we're going into this first big holiday season as the pandemic is starting to wane. Yeah, Patty, I've started asking smart people who know stuff and have been right during this pandemic uh, the question about 1918 specifically. So, you know, I followed this from the onset of the pandemic because history does tend to repeat itself. And indeed, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's been pretty darn close. If you take a look at the 1918 pandemic, there are a total of three way or four waves, uh, three that were somewhat significant. And we've that's where we are right now in the fourth wave. Uh, was actually the weakest, and it did occur over the winter in what we consider the tra- traditional flu season. And then that was the end of it. It also had, was, you know, start to finish a total of uh, it was a 24, 26 months. And that would also be just about perfect in terms of the timetable uh, next spring. So what say you about the trajectory of this deal being 1918? You know, that's a really good thing to look at, and that's what you're right. We look at things in the history that we've seen. The one thing about the 1918 flu um, is that, you know, over time, because we had that 1918 flu, we had, you know, some immunity brought, um, built up. 
uh, over time, as well as, you know, the vaccines, the flu vaccines. They try and, you know, pinpoint what, what happens every year. Um, we still have deaths every year. And, you know, I think that if we look at the lessons that we've learned, especially um, if there's a silver lining that's coming out of this pandemic, I think that in today's world, from a science standpoint, we can do better with indoor air considerations, we call it, the ventilation systems. And also, I always love that, and of course, I yes, I am in the cleaning industry, but that whole terminology of routine cleaning, what does that mean? I think we've learned that routine cleaning doesn't mean that it just looks nice and smells pretty, that we do it correctly, and that it includes, you know, making sure the surfaces are are clean, sanitized, potentially disinfected, depending on the situation. Amen. As I said from the onset, the one thing this pandemic has done has made me look normal. <laughs> I, I, I was surrounded by the uh, hand sanitizer and the wipes before that was the cool thing. Um, Patty, you um, have obviously also held a, a pretty important role in getting sporting events back and going. You know, I, I found it interesting that the Fouch back on September 7th was, was saying, oh, the the college football going to be super spreaders. And, and the only thing that college football and other sporting events have been been a welcomed reprieve for people that have wanted to, you know, have a, excitement again during the course of this pandemic. With people like him advising the president, what are you hearing in terms of the people that are ever going to let this thing go? At the point where it is endemic, which we might already be just about there, you think they're going to try to hang on to this pandemic? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't really know the answer to that, but I think that you have, you know, people are a little hesitant to say, okay, let's let's just open everything back up, <laughs> um, which we really have. I mean, let's face it, look at those football games. Um, and you do see a correlation between, you know, mental health and when we see the, the sporting events coming back. And people are ready for it, and they're, they're willing to do whatever they need to do. The other thing is that we're seeing that some of these events are having requirements for high vaccination rates. Our, our vaccination um, passports or whatever you want to call it. Um, and even like trade shows, what we're finding in trade shows and mass gatherings like, like, like um, uh, exhibitions is that when we do monitoring, when they monitor what the vaccination rates, they're averaging around 80% vaccination rate. And a lot of them also require that you provide a negative test before you enter in right now. And getting people back out and getting our economy started is so critical right now. Um, but still, to be able to do it safe um, as we're heading into the, that, like you said, potential fourth wave during the winter seasons when we're closed inside more. All right. I uh, hear the pragmatism and always appreciate the information. <laughs> Patty Ollinger, the executive director of the Global Biorisk Advisory Council. Really do appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to talk uh, about cocktailing. Not that cocktailing, but your boosters. Next, here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.